This episode of the Modern Direct Seller Podcast is sponsored by the Modern Direct Seller Box. This monthly subscription box is curated for direct sellers who love useful and fun stuff. Each box includes items to help you work your biz, grow your biz, stand out online, and treat yourself. It also includes a training to think outside the box. Snag next month's surprise box at Modern Direct Seller box.com. Welcome to the Modern Direct Seller Podcast, where we talk about strategy, training, and systems to help you reach big goals and find success in direct sales. I'm your host, Becky Launder, a San Diego mama, marketing junkie, and sales strategist that has built several six-figure businesses and is on a mission to share the new modern ways to rock your biz. If you're a go-getter direct seller and looking for actionable strategies, you are in the right place. This is for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled to share this interview with you with the founders of Pixie Lane. Now, for those of you that know me through the Modern Direct Seller Academy or my free training community, what you probably don't see is that I also have a number of corporate clients that I get the pleasure of working with as well. And Pixie Lane is one of my most favorite corporate clients. I handle a lot of their internal training for new consultants, as well as supporting some of their marketing and business strategy behind the scenes. Now, these three ladies are some of my most favorite people. In full disclosure, we talk almost every single day. So this is a pretty casual and fun conversation that you're about to hear. But I'm so excited for you to hear a little bit about the Pixie Lane story, how the business came about about and their big plans ahead. So without further ado, meet the founders of Pixie Lane. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here with the founders of Pixie Lane, Lori, Denise, and Kristen. Welcome, you guys. Hi. Hi. So much for having me, Becky. I love it because Pixie Lane is is really different than a lot of other direct sales companies out there. And, you know, I want to dive into that a little bit, a little bit more. So how do you how do you differentiate what we're all about and what we do at Pixie Lane from other direct sales companies out there? So it is single level. So there's not a recruiting culture or an MLM type of feel to it. What else uh, really makes Pixie Lane stand out? We just said, you know what, let's try something new and let's switch it up. And let's, you know, we, we saw that, you know, this trend with direct sales was happening and that people were really shopping in their communities and local was so important. And there was just this real big shift um, in the way people were shopping. And we said, you know what, we love this. And we love, I was always, I was a women's studies major and I, you know, empowering women is something I've always cared about and wanted to do. And so we said, you know what, direct sales does that. It really connects you to the end customer and it empowers women. And so let's do this, you know, and it was this really cool idea. We wanted to do kids clothing because we're all having kids. Um, 
And, you know, we had a hard time shopping for our kids. We always had like tags in the closet and things that we would like, but that wouldn't really resonate with the kids. So we said, you know what, let's create a clothing line. And this is something Lori really believed in. because she was always making clothes for her daughter at her last job. And she said, let's make clothing that kids really love and connect with and in styles that they really want to wear and they get psyched about. And so the parents are happy too. So that, you know, we just, that's why we decided kids clothing. Um, and then direct sales just seemed like this perfect fit, uh, except for one thing we really didn't love um, was that culture of the multi-level model. It, it really just wasn't for us. We wanted to empower women and have them just focus on representing the brand instead of focus on recruitment. You know, that that to us was something that's kind of like a thing of the past. And we wanted to, you know, evolve and do direct sales in a way that was sort of new and innovative. So we said, you know what, we're not going to do multi-level. It's just going to be um, you know, women repping the brand and selling awesome clothing to their community. So that's kind of how more into how, you know, it sort of evolved and how we got started. I think, you know, like when I think of Pixie Lane and when I think of what I'm most proud of with this company is the fact that we've created this community of women who are, who are just phenomenal and they support one another and they help one another. And that's not to say that there's never instances where that doesn't happen and we need to step in and smooth things over, but there's always growing from that. And there's always learning from that and pivoting and seeing, okay, well, maybe we can come and see eye to eye and where we didn't agree before, we can either agree or we can agree to disagree, but we can agree to disagree respectfully. And I think that as mothers, it's something that's always at the forefront of my mind of imparting to my children and, you know, just just considering different points of views and putting yourself in someone else's shoes and always being kind and respectful above all else. And I think that those values really drive the three of us um, daily, and it's the things that we deal with on the daily, and it's, just, and it's good. It's amazing, and to see how it all can come together, and women can truly like help each other out is just amazing. And Denise, that was amazing and great. And one of the things with Pixie Lane as to why. I- I, I wanted it to be about the brand and about the kids and about the clothing and about community and about support was I just didn't want it to be a distraction. And for us, we believe like to be successful, we need feedback from our boots on the ground. And if there were other things in focus like recruitment or how much they were going to, I'm not really even sure how multi-level companies work, but we really, again, just wanted to focus on this so we could ask them about their customers, what they like, what the what fit they are liking better than another fit. Just any feedback to us just kind of makes our brand better and makes us more relevant to our end shoppers. So I think that's one another thing about Pixie Lane that's different is that we really, really believe that our consultants, whom I believe are our boots on the ground, with their help and their feedback and their support of each other and us and having this community, I should say creating this community of people that probably have never even met each other, but talk to each other 
four, 14 times a day, you know, like there's that close of bonds. And I think that's really cool. And I think that's unique. And I think that's different. And I think that will help us grow and grow to be sort of a lifestyle, you know, like our kids, you know, it's creating community for our kids, for women who have commonalities and have differences, but the commonalities are stronger than the differences. And it's really cool in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Laurie, since it is a little bit more kind of in your department, tell us, you know, where the clothes are made, what categories Pixie Lane offers and, um, and tell, just tell us a little bit more about the product itself. Sure. So the clothes are made almost 95% in the U S locally in Southern California. We've been manufacturing for many years and, um, we work with mostly knits and it's super soft, easy clothing for kids. And we do a women's athleisure too. Um, so all of that we can make in the U.S. And that's really important to us to keep jobs in the U.S. And, um, you know, just keep things local. And it's, it's and to have really- stuff basically made in our own backyard where we can go check on it. And yeah, for many years, I mean, Kristen knows we manufactured at my previous company overseas and just not having control over your product and being able to work on shorter lead times so you can make sure your product is current and you don't get stuck with inventory was really important to us as well. All right, Kristen, keep going. Yeah. You know, it's so true. And I think another thing is that, you know, it's like you don't boat things or air things across the world and Hopefully it's better for the environment to keep things local. And I think that's important to us too. So yeah, so we're, we're, we're basically made in the USA and we carry baby sizes six months all the way up to size 16. We have a tween line that we just launched that is doing really well. And we're really excited about it. Uh, you know, as we see some of our kids getting into that tween age, um, and we also carry boys, which we originally started with girls, but we had so much demand from the community because, of course, there's a lot of little boys out there who struggle to find really cute clothing that they love. I mean, not um, only that, the boys wanted to get in on like the pixie fun, the pixie community. They wanted yeah. when their mom's like box arrived, they wanted to see like stuff for them. Like, why does their right. sister get all of the love and get all the cool pajamas and prints like they wanted it, too. So. That's where um, that's where we like actually, you know, kind of expand. And that's how we do expand because we right. hear the information straight from our consultants of what people want. And then we try things and if it clicks, it's great. It's, it's you know, it's it's really yep. cool. That's actually how the women. So we also carry women's and it's mostly like athleisure. It's like we have active wear and we also have stuff like you just want to wear as women on the go. A lot of us have have kids and we want to look good, but we also want to be comfortable. And, um, and our women's line is really expanding. I mean, it originally started because so many of the moms, I can't tell you how many times we got emails of and texts of pictures of the moms trying to fit into the size 14 kids <laughs> line <laughs> yeah, like, and them wanting to match be, and them wanting to match their matching. daughters and their daughters yep. wanting to match them or their sons yep. or you know yeah. it's, it's yeah. Like, so yeah it was like what about us you know and especially as 
you know, you're shopping for kids. Naturally, you're a woman. You want to buy something for yourself too, or you're only human, right? So um, that's kind of how it started. And we kind of, you know, we get it. We, we've been doing women's for many years. That's easy for us. So Women's is easy. Yeah, that was just like it, you know, sort of just fit in. And it, that. so we really have this amazing communication, line of communication with the consultants that rep our brand. And, and you we're know, we, moms. Mm-hmm. We have all different right, age kids. Right. Like Kristen, you know, she, as well as our consultants has have all different age kids and their customers. So there's certain things that we know, like, we know exactly when a little girl starts to get like an opinion on what she's going to wear or when (laughs) she only wants to wear dresses, you know, and then when the dresses stop and they want to go through the jeans trend or the legging trend or whatever it is, you know, like we know that and rainbows. Yeah, exactly. With those things. Exactly. So, I mean, when we design and come up with the assortment of clothing for the kids, whether it be boys and boys under six, you know, they want like sharks and trucks and, um, Denise, what else? Because you have a boy that's under six and Kristen, like they want airplanes and cars. Oh yeah. Airplanes, cars, dinosaurs, dinosaurs, that's a huge sports. one. Yeah. So that kind of like yeah. shapes how we design and design our prints. And we always stick to the, to the idea that kids love soft, comfortable clothes. And, um, we kind of just go from there. We like ask each other. We ask our consultants, you know, if your kid, you know, like some of our consultants, like Mila and Leah, they're just 11. And I think when we started Pixie, they were, how old did he? They were in like, I don't know, seven. Yeah. Like they were, I mean, they were still wearing dresses and skirts, so they must've been around that age, you know, but like their fashion and their willingness to wear certain colors or certain styles has changed dramatically, you know, through the years. So that's kind of like, again, how we realized we really wanted to do tweens. And we're learning now that how that like even 16 year olds, they're kind of looking for places to shop and kind of want to be included in like this whole thing. So we can, you know, so we're kind of working on coming up with that age appropriate stuff as well. As we hit the milestones with our own kids, it kind of opens up our like possibilities and things that we want to change to accommodate them. I love that. So it's cool. I, it's I think that a lot of people would be surprised to hear how often you release new items. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we release items, ev- new items, pretty much every week. Um, every we- week. Every week. So it is crazy. Our production team is amazing and kudos to them because we will ask them the most ridiculous things and requests being like, we really want to do this. Can you get it to us? And they totally, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they totally come through. So we're really fortunate about that. And we want, we want like people to get excited about it. We want, and we don't want everybody wearing the same thing. So and there's so many fun prints to go around and fun stuff to go around. So we just, you know, we release every week and it's been going really good, great like that. So yeah. that's what we do. 
Really great. Okay, so locally made, released every week. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the consultant community. So, I mean, you guys have seen since day one consultants, you know, really thrive in direct sales and maybe some that have, you know, less than thrived. So what are you seeing from consultants in terms of, you know, those that are really killing it and doing really well in this business? What, What commonalities do they have or what kind of attributes do you have? So for our listeners, you know, that are in direct sales, what what tips do you have for really being successful in this industry? I think that some, first of all, as with anything, dedication counts, right? It doesn't just show up on your doorstep. There's work that's required and there's a certain level of commitment, right? And like, and those are also the things that I love about Pixie Lane because as a consultant or as a founder, it's like your children see the dedication, they see the commitment, they see the time and the effort that you put into it. Um, and I think, I think one, it's you know, dedica- a, a certain level of dedication and commitment, but it's also a willingness to just be open and have an open mind and move a little bit outside of your comfort zone, right? As like parents, also, that's you know, we want to teach our kids, like. Yeah, you can do the bare minimum, but if you push yourself a little bit and you move outside your comfort zone, the possibilities can be endless. And so I think that it's it's really important to when you, you know, when you are a consultant and you are involved in Pixie Lane is that you have an open mind and you might, you know, like some people are people people, right? They can talk to anybody and put them in a crowd and they'll make their way through. And then there's other people who are kind of more closed off and like to do things behind closed doors. And maybe they're more comfortable over text. And, you know, and if this pandemic has taught us anything is that, you know, pivoting and changing and being flexible and adaptable and, you know, putting yourself out there counts. And so I think, you know, I'll let the other ladies chime in because I can speak forever. But I think that those are definitely attributes that are important um, in such a business. Kristen, do you want to chime, jump in? I mean, I'll chime in. I think also, I think you have to love <laughs> what you're selling and, yeah, totally. and believe that like, and not like, like really love it and experience it and learn it, whether it's through your own children or through your friend's children or your community or, I mean, mainly your customers, you know, like, you just need to learn it. You need to love it and want to get it out there. Like for me, if I find a pair of leggings that I am absolutely in love with that I think are like a 10, like I can't wait to tell my friends, you know, and I want them to all buy it. And I think it's like such an, I mean, you guys all know, like if I watch a TV show, I want to recommend it to everyone that I, that I think can benefit from it. So, I mean, anyways, like, I just feel like you want to share it with people, Pixie Lane, or your products or whatever you're selling, because you believe in it. You think it will generally be so well received. And you kind of want to like work hard for that. And I think that's just another great direct selling thing to always remember is love what you sell believe what you sell and, you know, people will believe it and want it too. And, you know, obviously the dedication that Denise said, I mean, there's so much, but like, I believe, especially during this time, it's about buying stuff, buying product, consuming product from people, you know, getting it from someone you trust, um, having them make your life easier, supporting, 
someone in your community, um, shopping local, shopping small, not everything going through Amazon and everything coming in a box. I mean, I really believe in, I personally like, there's nothing worse than buying something online for my child and getting it in the mail and then having to deal with it because it doesn't fit and I have to return it. And that's a pain in the butt for me. Mm -hmm. So I personally like whether I'm buying skincare or I'm buying clothing for my kids or myself, I like that personal experience. I like calling a friend or someone in the community saying, hey, I need face wash or hey, I need a dress for picture day or we're going away on vacation and please put together a bunch of stuff for me to take. I don't have time. I think she's grown out of all her shorts or out of her bathing suits and know that someone's going to give me exactly what I want. It's from a trusted advisor. They know my kid's size and you know, you go from there. I just think it's important to believe in your product and be a trusted advisor to your community and hook them up. That's my two cents. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that that's so important. I think we touched on all the things. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah, drop drop the mic, drop the mic. But it's so true. Um, and I think, yeah, it just it, with all of that being said, I think it's just, you know, also trusting that you love the product and, and believe in yourself and, and think outside the box and, you know, think like big picture. I think that there is so much business to go around and, just focus on giving your customers an amazing customer experience, personalized shopping experience, and don't be afraid to try new things, you know? And I think it's all the things that Denise and Lori said. So, and it can just be really rewarding when you find your, when you have small wins, big wins, but any kind of win, and you know that you're doing it for yourself and you're, you have more flexibility. You can send me for your think, kids. Yeah. And, I also think know. it's awesome to lean your, lean on your community. Don't be afraid to ask a question. You know, like, I mean, for us in our communities, women supporting women is such a huge thing. And I can't tell you how yeah, many people from our community say, you know what? Like, I'm so uncomfortable asking someone to buy something from me. I don't know how to present it to them. I don't know, you know, and they lean on another person in our community and they just step out of their comfort zone. And you know what? They come back and they say, you know what? That wasn't so bad. And when someone says no, that's not bad either. That, you know, it's their choice and you still believe in what you're selling and you get right back on the horse and you know, you wait for those yeses. And I think that's just like a huge part, like rejection. It's okay. You know, and you learn, and you kind of go from there and you, and you just you teach you know, your kids the same thing. I mean, you don't, you don't get something right on the first try, you know, you have to fail. I mean, there's no real failure. Failure is just part of trying and succeeding. You know, I think the word failure is so negative, but it's just like, it, it, you know, there needs to be a better word. It's just trying, just keep trying and get your at bats and, you know, and you will succeed. You just have to, you just have to, you know, care and put the effort in. Well, and I think and that that's just business, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like things work, things don't work. You try things, you have to change it up. You have to, you know, go a different direction and do better next time. And that's just part of the journey. Yeah, um, everything evolves, you know, you have to evolve too. 
Exactly. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today with me. I get the privilege of talking to these ladies all the time, but I'm glad our listeners got a little bit of a glimpse into the world of Pixie Lane. So tell us where they can learn more about purchasing product from Pixie Lane or even joining the consultant community. Yeah, so we, so all of our consultants, if you have a local rep, you can go to pixielane.com and we can help you find a rep. You can email info at pixielane.com. You can also shop through pixielane.com. If you don't have a rep, there's a drop down that will help you find a rep near you. But you can see all of our styles right online at www.pixielane.com. Um, and then if you're interested in becoming a consultant, you'll see it on our webpage too at uh, learn more or become a consultant. I don't know what the header is. Becky, you probably know it better than I do. But um, yeah, it's just a pretty incredible community of women. And we just are really fortunate. We love what we do. We're excited to go to work every day. And, you know, I think that we make really awesome product. Our kids love it too. And so hopefully, um, you know, hopefully you'll have the same experience. See, I wasn't lying when I said that these are a few of my most favorite people. I hope you loved listening in to this episode of the Modern Direct Seller podcast and getting a glimpse into working with the founders at Pixie Lane and all of the amazing things that they have planned for the future. So thank you so much, Denise, Lori, and Kristen. You are my favorites. And to all of our listeners out there, thanks for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Modern Direct Seller Podcast. For more sales tips, strategy, and tools for your direct sales business, visit your one-stop shop, myconsultanttraining.com. Until next time, get out there and go rock your direct sales biz. This review is from Run Lift Mom. Becky's energy is off the charts and her knowledge of the direct sales industry is vast. Thanks, Run Lift Mom. If you're listening and want to leave a review, I would really appreciate it. Reviews help people find the show and mean so much to me.